you know, our little mini empires. As I was talking to this one lady, we're like, she was in engineering and I was in this. And we're like, we're going to grow each other's little mini empires. So I like that. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, that's what this podcast is about. Welcome to the Fractional Executive Podcast. My name is Ryan Kauf and I am your host. The Fractional Executive Podcast is for owners of small businesses of $500,000 to $10 million in annual revenue whose growth has plateaued. We want this to be an interactive podcast, so please put your comments below and please like subscribe and follow and leave us a five-star review and that way we can have great guests on the show grow the show and then you can grow your business now with us today on the podcast we have jennifer nowicki jennifer is the founder of cultivate taste tea where she sources blends wholesales and retails including online premium loose leaf teas She's a level three certified tea specialist from the Specialty Tea Institute in New York. So she's only like one of maybe 120 worldwide with this certification. Her background is in hospitality and insurance, and she has experience opening several cafes, including a current one where she's joining us today at the Cultivate Taste Tea Salon. Welcome, Jennifer, and thanks for joining us today. Welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it, Ryan. It's nice to be here. So, Jennifer, one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on the podcast is you've taken your passion and you've turned it into a world-renowned expertise and then opened a business that essentially takes that passion and expertise and shares it with the world. And there's a lot of people that like to follow their dreams to open their own business but you've done that and you have experience opening several cafes. So, I mean, explain, how did that all happen? Oh, well, ultimately, this is when I lived in Seattle a long time ago, I saw some really quality loose leaf teas and I've been drinking tea my whole life, but this really sparked my passion. I knew I wanted to be more involved. So I moved back to the greater I mean, Wisconsin. And then I um, knew that I wanted to open up a tea room. That's what I did before. Um, but when I, um, I knew I needed to have more education because I felt like, well, there's greens, there's blacks. Well, there's so much more to it than that. Um, so I found the uh, Specialty Tea Institute in New York City, and it was in conjunction with the World Tea Expo. So I was able to do both. So mm. I didn't realize how extensive and how what quality education it was. And that's actually ultimately how I represent the U.S. tea industry in two world tea conferences was because of that certification. So That's great, Jennifer. I mean, going into it, you had the passion, right? And you looked at education as a way to enhance that passion and then open up your current business. I think that's, that's wonderful. You know, one of the other reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast is I don't know anyone who has really taken advantage of resources in your area from local to international resources that have helped you grow your business. 
Could you talk about some of those experiences and then what you've learned from those? Well, ultimately, it all started really this is when I took my finished my took my um, minor in business administration and made it into a major. That's how I met you. And it was you had I think I'm assuming you did it to all the um, students that you had were different um um, things that could take your business to the next level. I mean, I did the pitch. I became part of G-Beta. Um, I actually, even though it wasn't fully with my fully with my business, I was part of the comments and did the last mile. Um, there just was so much that happened because of that. Um, also, as I said, because of my education at the Specialty Institute, that's how I could represent the T industry in those conferences. It's just having those capabilities and being able to go for it. I mean, I didn't get everything that I applied for and tried, but you know, you're going to get enough. <laughs> so. Right. So with that accelerator that you were in, what, what were some of the main takeaways that you took from that experience? Um, it gave me a lot of confidence. I actually was the only one who pitched at that time because uh, it was the Northeastern Wisconsin, but we did it with um, uh, Madison and Milwaukee one. I was the only woman who was pitching at that time. There was another woman in the Northeastern Wisconsin for whatever reason, she wasn't able to pitch. So I'm dealing with all these guys with this, you know, the, they're acting like certain guys, I mean, like high powered guys that they are. And I'm just like, Okay, whatever you can say what you want, but I'm still pitching and I'm still doing this. So, I mean, <laughs> you, you got to kind of let some of the stuff roll off your back, and sometimes you just got to stand up for yourself. You got to figure out, you know, sometimes which works best at that time. And go, nah, you don't get to say that. <laughs> you know, and speaking of which, you've also taken advantage of specific resources for women-owned businesses and women business owners. Um, one of them took you to one part of the country um, and you're currently working with one now. Tell us a little bit about some of those resources. Um, are you talking about probably the Babson? I've, mm -hmm. You're the one who gave me actually um, the ability, to, um, the little link to be able to apply. And so, yeah, I applied. It's considered one of the best um, entrepreneurial colleges in the United States for the last 25 years. So that's impressive. I'm going to try for this. Ideally, I get it. And I did. So I'm currently in that. I am also for the last, I have, I'm in the process of renewing my WeBank W-B-E-N-C. It's a women, uh, it's one of the best certifications for uh, women-owned enterprises is technically what the name is is what the certification is. So I'm in the process of getting that renewed. And I went to the conference for that um, just last week. So, and I was able to do um, the brew stop so you could demo my um, tea, some of my teas and you could buy them. And then I did a, um, an actual demo the next day. So I'm taking advantage of what I can to get that out there. So, and I think the better way of doing that is for people to actually taste it. Cause that's actually how I got the G betas because I actually brought in some of my teas and let them taste it, so. What are you learning right now in the current cohort that you're in from the other uh, women business owners? It's just interesting because I'm learning um, because I feel like I'm learning how for larger, 
you know, mentality, larger way of thinking. Because when I had my tea room, I was small business. I was thinking small. That's just the way you know, it was. And I would have been fine if I was able to keep it. I would have kept small. I mean, some of the seeds started at UWGB, but it just seems more and more along the way. And especially being part of WeBank. I mean, I don't think you would be part of WeBank unless you were trying to be, you know, a national present. I mean, a real like larger corporations being in if, you know, Otherwise, you wouldn't be in that. You would go for your smaller local ones, which I'm a part of, too. But that's kind of why I'm in those, because I want to have my product in a Macy's or whatever. And I actually did talk to them. So oh, that, that's fantastic. I mean, I know you've talked uh, we've talked before about, like you said, you've gone from this mentality of a tea room to in, really an international brand. And, you know, that takes steps along the way. What are some things you've learned as you've kind of shifted your mentality to, I want this tea room, which is helping you with your passion, but then you added education with your certification into now talking to other women business owners who have these international brands? I have learned a lot. Uh, I learned there's so much more I'm going to have to do. You know what I mean? To get, I mean, I do have the UPC code, so that's all good and stuff. There's just some other things that I need to do. And it's like, okay, then how do I do it? What do I do? I guess that's, I don't know. How do I get to this step so I can be in a Macy's? I can be in Macy's, but I can only be on their online right now. So. Okay. And I, I'm assuming that you have support from some of these other women business owners Maybe they're mentoring you in a process. Maybe they're sharing their stories of how they started and how they went from um, more of a local small business to having an international presence. Um, yeah, I was definitely, I, I, it was very, I loved going to the WeBay conference. I met so many inspiring women. They were nice. They're ambitious. You know what I mean? And I love, it's, that's kind of the mentality I want is I, I might, still want to be a nice person, but I am ambitious and these ladies are ambitious and I want that energy from them too. And, you know, uh, like there's one that's a little bit more local, but she's, um, but it's in a couple, uh, like more regional, I guess would be correct. Um, but she said if she has any people who can help with this distribution or different stores, if she has any ins and outs and, you know, if I, have any, I obviously give the, the, that information to them also. So we also kind of help each other row so we can, you know, be what, you know, our little mini empires. As I was talking to this one lady, we're like, she was in engineering and I was in this and we're like, we're going to grow each other's little mini empires. So I like that. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, that's what this podcast is about. We want you to go from that stuck local small business to having that international brand or mini empire, if you want to call it that. So in order for us to do that, please like, subscribe, and follow the podcast. Give us a five-star review. And that way we can grow the show. You can grow your business and we can learn from great guests like Jennifer here. So Jennifer, you know, you seem to have jumped right in from founding businesses. And then you learned along the way from these resources, from these other women who own businesses, what would you say are some of the most memorable lessons you learned in your founder leadership development journey? 
Um, I ultimately say you have to be tenacious and you're going to have to assume you are going to screw up. It's there isn't, I don't think there's a way to be able to do it. You, you can try to be um, strategic about it. You know what I mean? You just don't like totally do, oh, I'm going to do a hundred thousand dollars in this and have it fail. And then whatever you got to make at least, you know, strategic being uh, when you do things. And sometimes it's a win, sometimes it's a loss, but you got to keep going for your passion and, or, you know, what your business plan or whatever you want to call it is. And then you also want to make sure that um, you know how to pivot or be flexible because there's sometimes some opportunities you didn't think of, but they fit nicely into where your vision of your business is. And it's like, well, yeah, I'm going to do this. I didn't think of this, but it works. Um, this fits in it. And that's what I, I've been doing this whole time. It's just like, oh, I, I didn't think of that. But hey, that works really nice into everything. Yeah, I'll try that. And it makes sense from a strategy standpoint that you try different things. You're going to fail at some of them, but you're going to also find ones that stick as you're learning from other uh, female founders. I think that, that makes a ton of sense, Jennifer. That's great. You know, and just kind of concluding things here today, I want to go back to you being that, having that passion for tea, and then along the way, you having this international brand. You know, many entrepreneurs turn that passion into a business, even though I'm sure many people have told them that it's a bad idea, you know, to do that at all. So what else have you found that small business owners need in addition to passion? Well, you need to know the basics of running a business. I mean, that's partially why I uh, went back to school and got my uh, BA in or BA. I don't know what technically it was a BA or BS, but in um, business administration, you need those practical skills too. I mean, it's not just, oh, oh, I get to play with tea all the time and stuff like that. You know, there's practical things that need to be done and decisions that have to be made. I'm trying to think of anything. It's just... You have to have that practical knowledge and you also have to know a lot about your industry. So I've had people tell me things and it's like, um, no, according to the U.S. statistics, tea industry is growing in the United States. And I know exactly, you know, the areas that it is. And I know what some of those things are. And besides being the Specialty Tea Institute, where I get some of that information, I know where certain areas are growing or not. So it's, it helps with the future. And I think it makes sense, Jennifer, because you're an industry expert, right? You had the passion, you had the business know-how, and you you learned how to do that. In addition, you went and got this really specialized certification where you're one of only about 120 people that have that specific uh, certification in the world. And then you and you keep learning. And I think that's that's fantastic, um, Jennifer. I want to thank you for being on the podcast. And I want to give you some time here to let our listeners and viewers know how to get a hold of you, as well as maybe some of the projects that you're currently working on. Um, okay. Um, well, you can reach me at info at cultivatetaste.com. That's probably the better way of doing it. I kind of like having the visual of anything that is going on. Um, also, let's see projects. Well, I'm trying to get into bigger corporations. That's why I went into, that's what I've been doing the last few nights is, is I've been going into the, um, I'm trying to remember what they call it technically, um, for Macy's, their portals for diversity, um, inclusion, you know, 
portals for that. I'm trying to think of a few. There's like Kroger. I'm trying to think of um, Target. I'm just thinking of all the different ones. I'm going to have that's why I went to WeBank and I got those. And so I can at least get in their system. So hopefully it'll either at least be online or maybe actually in the physical locations. That's awesome, Jennifer. Thank Again, thank you so much for joining us today. And again, for the viewers and listeners, Jennifer has actually provided uh, a uh, website that you can click on. I'll drop that in the comments below, put it in the podcast notes and it'll be on the screen here um, on our video podcast. And in order for us to have great guests like Jennifer, again, please like, subscribe, follow, and leave us a five-star review. And that way we grow the show and you get to grow your business. This has been the Fractional Executive Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Kauth. You can get a hold of me at ryankauth.coach. The Fractional Executive Podcast is produced by Influencer.tv, the great team of Adam Marino, Mark Livingston, Chris Drees, and Brian Allen. Mm -hmm.